Welcome to the Grace World Podcast. I'm Dan Hewitt. And I'm Becky, his wife. This is episode 72. <laughs> you had to think for a second there, didn't you? Yeah, something like that. Hi, guys. Hi there. Happy October. That's right. It's October, a new month. I knew you. <laughs> so. Let's knew you. We something. went apple picking today. That was kind of nice. There was like one tree left with a bunch of apples just for us. And I, yes. got, I got some. They kind of got apple cleaned out. cider and <clears throat> got a pumpkin on the porch. It feels like fall. Like it's nice and cool today and foggy. First snow on the peak, Pikes Peak. Happened overnight, so mm-hmm. here we are. It's fall a new season. season. Mm-hmm. So we're so, going to talk about a new season. Except that's not actually our topic. No. What <laughs> What are we going to talk about? <laughs> well, this week I was thinking about some things in the past, and I know we've talked similar areas, but you know, when remember when you were young and people would ask you questions like, "Have you had your quiet time today?" <laughs> right? What did people mean by that? What was the, what were you supposed to be doing every well, day? Well, in our circles, that having a quiet time means finding a space in the day to read the Bible and pray and maybe read a devotional or talk mm-hmm. to God. Yeah. Spend time with God. But then sometimes what happens is we, we swing the pendulum, believe it or not. You know, you start you getting, and me or everybody. Okay. I think people tend to swing the pendulum. So like we've talked about, you know, once you get heavy into grace, when somebody asks you, have you had your quiet time? That sounds like legalism, like a requirement that you have to do this or else. Mm-hmm. And so what can happen is people can say, oh, well, you know, nobody can make me do that and I can do what I want. Because Jesus is with me all the time and I'm right. talking to him and God is hearing is with wow, me you've been and here in and me. And so I don't really need specific time with him because we're talking and communing all the time. We're in perichoresis, which means in relationship. So he's, you know, like he hears my thoughts. He even gives Gives me some of my thoughts, blah, blah, blah. And that's all true. But so what happens, though, is we can start to. And so we're going to use different words here. We're going to try to we're going to try out a couple of different words. We have used, I mean, traditionally, those would be called the disciplines of the faith. What what are like the quiet time prayer and prayer. Prayer for like, sure. For sure, prayer, spending time reading the Bible, things like that are the disciplines or of the faith. reading other things to put your thoughts on God, time and meditation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think, especially as we come from grace, but even modern times, I think discipline has less, sometimes can be more of a negative sounding thing, even though it really isn't, but it can conjure up some negativity or harshness. Mm-hmm. So we've also talked a few You're weeks. You're not the boss of me. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, and so I think a few <laughs> weeks back we came up with the word, we talked about rhythms, of having rhythms and so forth. And I think part of this is, as we explore the swing of the pendulum, is... Wait, goodness, we got to stop right. for a second. Can you hold that thought for a second? I'm holding the thought. I just want to talk about the swing of the pendulum. Okay. A swinging pendulum is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. As we all know, I hate the word balance <laughs> because it's not, it's, it's false, you don't right. ever hold all things equally. Right. We don't balance good and evil and have a perfect balance of good and evil oh, or... Or anything or, else in our life, honestly. Right. 
pendulum swinging is the way of our thoughts, our patterns, our understandings, our, you know, all the things that we do in life because there's momentum in it. Right. Because typically we're swinging from an an erroneous idea idea or a not, it's a a, a less good model. No, I'm not even going to say that. I think you can swing to a good model. Well, I'm saying from. I think you can swing from a good model to... The point is the swinging, the momentum. Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about with the pendulum swing. Is we are always in a in a state somewhere along the line in that pendulum swing. And sometimes you're at the bottom, the six o'clock, we could say, mm-hmm. of the pendulum, and it feels like things are in balance, but you can't if you stay there, you're dead. You have no momentum, you have no progress, you have no under, new understanding or cha- things change. And when mm-hmm. things change, even the smallest whisper of a wind makes that pendulum move. And so because of that movement, you're going to swing back and forth. And when you're swinging, maybe it's a big wind that comes like a hurricane force. And that pendulum swings way up to almost like 11 o'clock or something. Well, the momentum of that 11 o'clock pendulum swing is not going to just fall naturally back down to six. Mm-hmm. It's going to swing again back over to three o'clock or whatever. So a pendulum swing is normal it, you're always moving yeah we are always you're always moving. not not that your belief systems are always changing that's hear, hear what i'm saying here i'm saying that you as a person if you are an alive person and you are enjoying relationship with yourself and god and others and you are doing things in your life you're swinging you're well, not you just stagnant you're not stagnant stuck in the water with right. no, no movement so there's my big parentheses about swinging pendulum now. Go with I what forgot you where saying. I was. That's why I told you to hold your thought. I didn't. <laughs> I was listening to you and paying careful attention to everything you said. Discipline. You're talking <laughs> about discipline. <coughs> You're talking yeah. about we swing the pendulum. So we move around and we have different. And I think a lot of this is coming up with what are better and worse things and sometimes what happens is we react so we push the pendulum we react to something oh that must have been bad and that was terrible or something that sounds like legalism and so discipline we, sounds like legalism we so we swing you and, and we, me and so often and we i'm using the royal we it's okay. many people have done this thing mm-hmm. not just me or others okay and so we go over to hey let's just you know like let's look at extreme would be I'm going to sit. <laughs> let's look at a book let's called look. Extreme <laughs> Turbo, Turbo Mega Grace. Which is the extreme. Do we think there's a pendulum swing uh, connotation to that kind of time? Oh, no. So <laughs> let's see. So I think what it's something I've talked a long time ago about is, you know, we can sit there and go, oh, I believe God's meeting all my needs and doing all this. It's like, so I'm going to sit on the couch with the remote control watching TV and he'll just bring stuff to me. And it's like, yeah, that's probably not it either. And. So what happens is as we explore the relationship with God, how do we interact with God? We are, we're going to kind of try some different stuff and often we're reactive. So, you know, we go from the that's legalism to study to then there's, well, what if I had some purposeful rhythm in my life mm-hmm. to where I made it a priority because I value that time and I don't want things to interfere with time with God. And I realized it's like, oh, I'm seeing that in various people where it's like, you know, you probably should spend time 
in the word and actually know the Bible. You know, it's, it's, uh, that's one discipline. That's one discipline. I'm, I was going to listen more, you know, you probably should be where you're praying consciously. I know most of my prayer is, uh, daily, just throughout the day. It's acknowledging what God's doing, talking here and there about it, and probably not as much of the substantial, I'm just sitting here praying type of thing. But it's like, well, there probably should be some of that, you know, more of that or more conscious at certain amounts of time. And so I guess that's what we will talk about today is how does, and I'll go ahead and rhythm is a good word. We'll use discipline too, but let's use it in the non, not as in to disciple. Discipling is a training. You're saying that is the good, not the Yeah, it's a structure, a word having to do with having some structure that supports you as opposed to it's not punishment. Yeah, Discipline is not punishment. That not with what we're talking about so today. We want, yeah, so we want to eradicate the idea of discipline means punishment. Okay. It means supporting structures. And we may do that in a rhythmic fashion, which means we do things regularly because mm-hmm. there's a rhythm to it and so forth. And I know there's you a had pattern. Yeah. And in fact I think you had talked about yeah well we were talking this morning this morning that's a good word huh this morning this morning <laughs> uh, we were looking s'mores. at this morning, this morning and we were talking about some things you had observed at school are you on, ready for me to talk about that i am ready for you to talk about that you'll have to all the names will be changed to protect people no <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna name anybody well, let me give a little context. Because you saw some structure. Yeah, let me, but let me give some context to what I'm going to talk about. So <clears throat> as we were discussing what we wanted to talk about today on the podcast and disciplines and rhythms, the idea is that I'm discovering and, and ex- experimenting with and exploring in my own life um, what many people have as a quiet time, it, it, whatever you want to call it, it doesn't really matter. But like you say, an intentional time where there is quiet Mm -hmm. around you, your mind is quiet, your environment is quiet, hopefully your heart is quiet and in a a place where you can hear um, without stimulation. You can hear your own thoughts and you can hear what God is saying to you and you can commune with God Mm -hmm. because we believe God is a spirit and so we want to commune with him spirit to spirit so we're just talking about the idea of quiet and how important that is especially this day and age when there is so much distraction and and it's so easy to be distracted it really is easy to find something to distract with you pick up Mm -hmm. your phone and immediately you're distracted in fact i i uh, identified a nasty habit this week and myself with my own phone like if i get a message I um, a text message or Snapchat from the kids or something. I look at the message and then I almost always push Facebook and look mm-hmm. on Facebook and see if anything, as soon as that message is done. It's almost mm-hmm. like I've got a Pavlovian ex- <laughs> response to I've got to check Facebook. Does the name Pavlov ring a bell? Uh, yeah. Okay. Ding, ding. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> And I I identified this this week in my own habits of realizing, Uh oh, not only do I let the phone notification interrupt, interrupt whatever it is I'm thinking or doing. And I happened to be I was I was sitting on the couch and reading and meditating 
when I figured this out. So, so perhaps anyway. that text was from Satan? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. This is my own bad habit. I'm All not right. going to give Satan any credit to any of that. All right. That's just my own thing that's happened. That's how easy it is to be distracted. That's my point. Yeah. You know what so, I've never known and what I've no, and I've never heard anybody say? I sure wish I'd spend more time on my phone. <laughs> I've never heard anybody say that's one of their big regrets is that I didn't spend enough time checking Facebook. So far. So anyway, um, so just contemplating the idea of space and a quiet spirit and as much as possible a quiet environment, but sometimes you can't get the quiet environment, but you can be quiet in your own spirit, Mm -hmm. in your own mind. All right. So um, I work at school as a pianist and I play for um, the school, Classical Academy, TCA, high school and other, uh, all of the schools actually. But anyway, right now I am the choreography accompanist. So when the kids are learning their choreography for the musical, um, I'm there and I'm playing a lot of the time because they learn a number and then they dance to the music Mm -hmm. to it. And so, um, it's a great, yeah, pretty much. It's a great, I love it. I love my job. I love getting paid to play the piano for kids to learn music. It is a thrill to me. So, um, this, one of the habits that they are teaching and trying to incorporate in our school is the habit of stillness Mm -hmm. or quiet and to be okay with a quiet space and a place. In fact, one of the teachers there, the high school choir teachers, she uses this verbiage with her high schoolers every day. Every time I've heard her, she'll say, quiet yourselves. Instead of stop talking, she'll say, quiet yourselves. Mm -hmm. And she is very good at helping develop this awareness that Oh, I need to bring my own quietness into so me. So she's defined the term and they have understanding of what she means by that. Yes, of more course. More than just shut up. Exactly. They've had lots of philosophical discussions about it and whatever. So in the choreography rehearsals, uh, they've started doing this and, and it's happened some in the past too, but I feel like this year they've really been intentional about bringing back habits uh and, and they're making some strides after the COVID fiascos and all the, everybody's discipline falling out of their head uh, that, that the kids. Anyway, so at the beginning of rehearsal, they stretch. The, the dance captain leads the stretching. And the MO is that they are supposed to be stretching quietly. Even though they're all doing it as a group, they're, they're um, no music playing and they're not supposed to be talking. They're kids, so sometimes there is a little bit of talking. But for no. the most part... The stretching is all done, and that's about a 10 to 15 minute stretch that they do that's led in quiet, which is so beautiful to watch because they're doing these motions, but mm-hmm. the, the atmosphere is very still. And it's supposed to be kind of a, a settling thing, like focus on what you're doing, focus on your body, focus on your muscles. Where do you feel? You know, it's connecting yeah. to your body. And then sometimes the dance captain, and she did this yesterday, will say, okay, now I'm going to set, when they're done with their stretching, I'm going to set the timer for two minutes and go find a quiet place in the room. And for two minutes, we're all just going to sit quietly and think about what it is we're about ready to do. You know, you can review dance moves in your head. You can pray and get yourself centered. You can do whatever, but everybody is still in the room for two minutes. It Mm. is amazing to me, Mm. A, that the kids will do it. Uh Uh-huh. 
And B, what happens in rehearsal when we start the rehearsal with this quiet thing? We had a six-hour rehearsal yesterday. Six hours of tap dancing. Let me tell you, those kids were pooped by the end of the day. That was a long, long rehearsal. We had a half an hour break for lunch. Um, But the demeanor through the whole rehearsal was so good. The kids were focused. Mm -hmm. They were respectful. There's some new kids uh, as you as every year there's the older kids that have done this before and then the new kids that have never even put on tap shoes let alone learned how to dance those kids are super focused some of them are overwhelmed to the point of crying because it's so intense it's too much, yeah. <laughs> but there's a lot going on but if the mm-hmm. you know it's natural for the choreographer to give them a move and then if he has to pause for some reason they're tappity tappity tapping trying to practice that move and the the rehearsal etiquette that they've set is you keep your taps still when somebody is talking or when there's a think time like the choreographer needs to move people around or whatever and stuff and so i was watching yesterday and as the rehearsal was going on the younger kids you know of course they're getting into it and they're trying to learn it whatever and you would hear a few little tappity tappity tappities mm-hmm. and the older students would be like shh, 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 no hold your tap still like the older students in a respectful way, but yeah. we're saying, this is how we do this. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to hold your feet still until it's time. And believe me, there was plenty of time where they were not holding their feet still. I mean, but, you know, in those times when they had to learn something new or anyway, it, it just the whole demeanor of this rehearsal was so life-giving mm-hmm. because they had set that atmosphere at the beginning of the morning that this this is purposeful. We mean business. We're not here to goof off. The choreographer's getting paid. The accompanist's getting paid. The teachers are getting paid. They're here to do something and give you something. Mm-hmm. And you can go and goof off on your own time and you can go on and practice on your own on your own time. In fact, they even encourage that sometimes. Like if there's one group that specifically is getting um, you know, worked on or whatever, the other, you're allowed to go out in the hall and practice on your own, even encourage on that. Like there's some, there's some disciplines in the act of dancing, which most of these kids, 99% of these kids are not going to go on and have a dancing career. Right. What but- they're learning is how to have discipline through learning tap dancing in this environment, in this atmosphere. And it will, it will, help them succeed in other areas of Mm -hmm. their life because they're accustomed to and already familiar with and see the benefits of the focus that that centeredness and that quiet gives them. And I got a chance to brag on them yesterday and just give them kudos for all that too, because I just wanted them to know, you know, it's, it's purposeful and some of the other teachers did too. So that was good. But that's such a lesson to me also Mm -hmm. in, what does quietness, what does calmness, what does bringing your focus into yourself do with your relationship with God? Yeah. So let's talk about a couple of points on that. So actually, first, before you exit that anecdote, what did the choreographer say about his time there of that? Oh, yeah. He's, he's, yeah, he, he comes, uh, he's a TCA alumni um, but mm-hmm. he actually lives in L.A. and is a choreographer and a dancer in L.A. And so he comes back and does this every year for our school. And um, he said at the end, 
And yesterday was just particularly good. And there were some other things going on too. So <clears throat> that was helpful. But um, he said at the end, he said, guys, you did such a great job. This was after I had kind of mm -hmm. laid it on thick. And one of the other directors had laid it on thick on how proud we were of them. And he said, this is, I think this is the first time I've walked away from one of these six hour rehearsals and had a voice left because I didn't have to talk over you all day. Like mm -hmm. you were great at just focusing and staying respectful of me and when I was talking and I feel good about that. Okay. So let's, so that's cool. So let's talk about the notion then as a result, what is, there seems to be some, not only the benefits of that structure, just in terms of you do things better, things work better, but specifically let's talk about what is the value of silence or quietness to you in terms of us? How does a person you mean? Yeah. To how does that impact us? Cause I, I can think of a few ways, but I don't know if you have something on the top of your head of, Oh, of course I do, <laughs> but go ahead. You're already, well, I'm just I've thinking just in terms of, talk. I know I'll give you the negative example. You know, it's like, I've gotten sometimes to the point where it's like, you go to the bathroom and it's like, oh, I'll bring up Facebook, look at the dumb stories or read an article or something like that. And it's like, what did I do before there was a phone? And I realized there's a place where, and I think it affects, and I, I'm, I know I've read studies and things on this, but that constant stimulation and the need for something, it affects your serotonin and melatonin and dopamine. Yeah, it actually and physically it, affects you. It, it actually jacks you up in a bad way to where our minds don't have peace. And so I think there's a certain amount where we're trying to find a distraction or a way through something. And I think the discipline of silence is saying, can I exist without stimulation <laughs> and i think that's a challenge right because we have learned now because of the modern age that we live in and the technology that is available to us we have learned the habit of stimulation right so we have there's a constant dopamine thing which i think and then your brain because every time i mean they've done this thing where they say you know when you get a like on Twitter, it gives you a dopamine boost and stuff like that. And I think it's just like any drugs. I think if you're constantly doing this, you you develop an insensitivity mm -hmm. and, you know, it just becomes a deeper and deeper problem. And so there's a place where maybe we need that's part of what these the quiet part is, is we just need to reset our brain to have peace. Mm -hmm. So got any more thoughts on that? On quietness, silence. Yeah, you do well. I well, let's go to Jesus. Mm -hmm. All right. So Jesus went away on a regular basis to the mountain to yep. pray, or to the wherever the wilderness to pray. And uh, I gotta believe that that a lot of that had to do with what we're talking about here, where he needed time to commune with God, or and and maybe. I think it does say a lot of times that he went away to pray. So we can say that, yes, he went away to commune with God. Mm -hmm. He probably had a pretty good, pretty healthy psyche. So he probably didn't need a lot of self-awareness time. But I, I feel like I do mm -hmm. need a lot of self-awareness time. The older I get, especially kind of making up for lost time after having four kids and a career and blah, blah, blah. You know, like it's 
it is good for my mental health, for my spiritual health to have times of quiet, long periods of time mm-hmm. of quiet. Um, Dan was actually away for a week, a uh, week before last. And I had to work quite a bit, but all pretty much all I did that week was work and come home to quiet. Mm-hmm. And not that he's noisy. It's I'm not. I don't mean that. But there is something about there's just another presence in the house, yeah. right? You, it, he, I'm just that, aware of him. Yeah, we call that mental friction. There are things in your life that just are like a friction on your mind, and it's not that it's bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, having people in your house. We realized this when our last kids left. Is and we love everybody, but we realize to have a person in the building, it's on your mind. It's just somehow there's a little friction, a little thought, because now you have to consider them. Of course. In your decisions, in your thoughts, in what in your, your planning movement. is for your day and in your movement. Yeah, and activities. it's not bad, but it's like there's a price to be around people. Right. And you should be around people, but we also need to have times where we are not around, or at least we can be separate and other from them and have a time to be by ourselves, be with God, and to be quiet. Mm -hmm. And that's not the only thing we'll talk about with disciplines, but that's the big one. And you got more to say on that? About being quiet? I I interrupted you, so I don't know if you had more to go. Well, I I just, I feel like it's... no, not in not any other great things other than just it is a piece of life that is underrated. <laughs> okay, that's I think that's actually a really good because what people will kind of look at you if you just say I'm doing nothing. It's like, well, what you don't have anything to do? Aren't you? Why why are you not keeping busy or why? Right? Like, okay, here's a classic one on that. Mm-hmm. What's the thing you do when you see somebody you don't see for a while? The classic response, how are you doing? I've been really busy. I've been doing, you know, Mm -hmm. and you kind of got to out busy the other person with how much you're doing or involved and you're you're an active person doing things. And it's like, so we kind of rate by how much you're doing. For sure. Right? Terrible. I hate that. (laughs) So we want to know how much have you been doing? (laughs) Tell us how you rate. On the pendulum? (laughs) I'm way over there in the leave me the heck alone place right now. So you need a moment, you need a moment right? and then another and then another. So let's okay. talk. OK, let's what? talk about a classically what we would call the quiet time. OK, so we need some time alone just to let your brain settle. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what we're not trying to do here is we're not coming up with the official solution and pattern of what you should do. What we want to do is say, here's some tools. Use them. What Dan wants to do. Yeah. That's what I want to do. <laughs> Becky wants to sit here and be alone. <laughs> so, no, so, go ahead. Go ahead. No, we want to equip you, you know. And so, like, what are the tools? One tool is, and these change over time. Because, because we're you, pendulums. We're not you, scales. You have different needs at different times. Exactly. Like, I think about just how I study the word, okay? I used to do a lot more mileage reading the Bible, and now I pretty much... I might read a chapter in a day, but I just want to capture one thought mm-hmm. because I feel like if I can have one thought in my head that I've discovered or learned or an idea, that probably gets me going for the day. And if I can get a good thought 
or a good new idea or a little understanding or some revelation about God, that's plenty. I don't need to plow through, you know, 10 chapters a day or spend an hour reading or something. Now, that doesn't mean I don't on occasion read more, but I'm at a place today, and I don't know if this is for days, weeks, months, or years, where I just need a nugget. It's like, let me look until I see something that I can glom onto and say, okay, I need that in my head today. And I want that to be available. So that to me is where I'm at today. I think part of that is because you're not teaching anywhere right now. Yeah, and that's true. Before, I think you were gathering information not that present, it didn't affect right. you, but as a presentate to, to present able, and correlate and right. whatever and right. present so in a is, structured manner. So this is kind of a more personal time for you yeah. where really the only output that you have is in our conversations with people at church, but that's not a teaching situation. Right. And here on the podcast, which so far we haven't used really as a teaching situation. Yeah. Presenting information. Yeah. So, in fact, what I've actually found is when I used to you know, kind of give, in fact, that's when I was teaching at prison. I would say my plan for your average person, if you're looking to say, how can I study? So now I'm going from the quiet part. So we want to have, let's break that down. You may spend time quietly in your time with God. Mm -hmm. You may spend the time actively praying verbally or actively listening to God Mm -hmm. or a mix of the both. Mm -hmm. And then you may spend time in the word and the order of these may vary, you know, and different people have different structures for what order you should do stuff. And you will, we'll let you figure that out. Well, there's loads of ways to do that. However, whatever time fits with whatever structure fits with you, there's gobs of resources for that. Yeah. So we're not going to try to Mm -hmm. solve that. We're just throwing out some tools and ideas here and some principles. So what I found with what I would advise people that had not really done studying is I, I called it my three layer effect, which is read large swaths of the Bible. And I'm going to say it this way as entertainment and general information. So in other words, if I'm going to read a book of the Bible, I'm reading it to just kind of get the 40,000 foot view, just to get the narrative, to get the big picture of, oh, Genesis has these guys in it. Okay, great. You know, read it. And you're, don't, and you're not studying it. You're mm-hmm. just going, boom, I'm reading. Mm-hmm. And then if you do want to study something, you might be involved with a group of people or one or two other people and say, okay, let's go look at a book. Or maybe you do it yourself, depending on your ability, skills, and personality and whatever, and availability, et cetera, et cetera. You might read a book and actually spend time digging into it, studying it, diagramming it, whatever. And then the the third level I do is what I just said at the beginning. It's like find every day just something, a verse, Mm -hmm. a nugget, something that you can actually hold on to during the day to say, here's something I know about God today Mm -hmm. that I want to carry around and put that in your pocket. And just say there. So that's kind of my three-layered effect of that. And it's like, okay, do what works for you. And it, it may vary over time. You may do different things at different parts of your life yeah. because of your various needs. So. so quiet so that you can hear. Hear your own thoughts and hear your thoughts towards God or hear God's thoughts mm-hmm. towards you. Studying the Bible. What are yeah. some other 
things that help bring you because this uh, this is probably a good addendum actually we didn't even talk about this but last week was did your G- did your theology theology bring you closer mm. to god so jesus theology we believe brings us closer to god so these are some yeah. d- disciplines or understandings of how to be able to engage your spirit and your mind into the place of knowing jesus yeah. knowing god what's another one well connect those two the connect the Obviously, I if I just read, yeah, I mean, go ahead. I'll connect it some more. Okay. If you're, if you're all, I'll go deeper on that statement. If you're reading the word, it should bring you closer to God. So it probably should involve. Wait, wait, wait. What? It should. If at which uh, level? What do you mean at which level? You if just I gave three levels, yeah. can and you and engage with God? When you're looking looking so, for entertainment, I'm playing devil's advocate. Well, here. let me let me finish the point, okay. and then you can come back and All attack. Right. So the idea is, whatever you read, part of your prayer or your talking with God during the day is, what should I get out of this? Okay, because the the reading of the Bible should not be purely an intellectual activity that I'm just logically working it out. Now, there should be logic and intellectual involved. We're not saying it. you should be a mindless bozo. But you better bring God into it and say... You're a mindless bozo. You're probably not an intellectual. You're, well, you're an intellectual... My, uh, yeah, so... And being intellectual... Let, let me... I know I'm interrupting the heck out of you. I'm so sorry. Um, but we're interacting, right? We're interacting. I'm not interviewing you this today. I'm, we're actually interacting. Um the intellectual uh, uh, study of God is also necessary. Mm-hmm. And having understanding about the truths of God, about the truth of his character and his uh, interaction with him, himself and the heavenly realms and all that thing and interaction with us. Yeah. That has to happen in our mind. Right. Because you have to be able to, and, there has to be in the notion, I'll, I'm going to, I'm going to double again. I'm going to, well, I'm going to give a paradox here. There has to be at some level, some logical cohesiveness to all your ideas about God at some level. So in other words, if you shouldn't be self-contradicting, however, you may have some either places you don't understand yet or there are what we call the mystical things where there are points of tensions, things that seemingly conflict yet are both true. And the question is, do you resolve them, go to God about them, or just say, wow, there's something mystically odd here? And those are something to talk to God about and say, help me with this. But if, yeah, so what, you got a point? Well, where I was going with mm-hmm. that, that, what you said is true, but that's not where I was headed. Okay. To be intellectually stimulated mm-hmm. about, for example, you love to listen to this one um, teacher, Chuck Missler. And Chuck mm-hmm. Missler has done just hours and hours and hours of research and study mm-hmm. about things that connect in the Bible. Yeah. Numerology and places where there's patterns with numbers. Cross prophecy, Prophecies and where there's um, fulfillments of prophecies, patterns that yeah. are developed. I mean, Illusions, if you, I don't know Hebrew, but I've heard enough about Hebrew to know there are tons of patterns, mm-hmm. even just in the language itself, let alone in the symbology yeah. of it. So those things bring you closer to God, especially somebody like you, who is very intellectual, very um, 
You like a new thing to chew on. You like a new understanding of something. Mm -hmm. That brings you closer to God. So I'm actually challenging your own statement that just having intellectualism doesn't bring you closer to God. I think about people like C.S. Lewis or N.T. Wright or Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Even, Even if their only thing was to be intellectual, if they had a smidge of a crack of an opening in their heart, yeah. then it God's going to get in there oh, absolutely. because of right. these things. So what I'm trying yeah. to do is not diminish oh, the no. intellectual part of understanding any Bible teacher, any person, like I think about even the people in our church and the small group discussions that we have, all those people, even though we have widely varying opinions about our study of the Bible, everybody in our Bible study in our small group, they've studied the Bible at some, they've used their intellect, mm-hmm. used their brain, and it has brought them into fuller, deeper understanding of God and how he's personal in their life. Mm-hmm. So there is there is the read the Bible and know something. Yeah. Read the Bible and get something new. There's a lot of Not just wisdom, facts. Under, yeah. yeah, things connecting and that, whatever. Yeah, I mean, when I... <laughs> Yeah, there's so much that if you let it reveal, there's actually levels and levels and levels of revelation to stuff. Eternal? (laughs) All sorts of things. Infinite to infinity and beyond? It's something. (laughs) You know, there's verses like, uh, you know, one of my favorites. I joke, actually, it is one of my favorites, but it's kind of a joke. It's Deuteronomy 23, 12, Mm -hmm. where it says, you know, if you have to relieve yourself, go outside the camp, take a shovel, go outside the camp and bury it. Mm -hmm. You know, it says, for the Lord walks among you and basically doesn't want to step in your stuff. And there was so much is like, first you read that and you're like, oh, okay, that's kind of weird. And then it's and like, in gross. And then you're like, but then you start going, well, that means God is tangibly walking and he's here in a physical manifestation and he wants to be with us and he would like to be in an environment that's pleasant. Now, it doesn't mean you have to fix everything for God to show up because he was there. He just says, I'm there and I don't want to step in your stuff. But he's there but then secondly it's like a large number of the people of the world don't know that verse and literally 40,000 people a day die because they don't know that verse because they poop in in the waters that they live in or work out drink out of and stuff and it's like this is a huge important thing people should know this verse you know Mm -hmm. But there's just so many that are like that where you can just bleep through or you can start pondering what is God communicating here? Other, you know, he's giving you wisdom. He's giving you truth. He's giving you life. He's giving you understanding of him. He's giving you understanding of the universe. If you go through the book of Joe, or I think it's Isaiah, in the 1800s, there was 40 major discoveries about science that were from people reading the book of Isaiah and actually took it literally what it said and they discovered major discoveries. Like one of them is the currents in the ocean. It was discovered because the guy was reading Isaiah and it talks about the rivers in the oceans and he's like, huh, maybe there's these currents that are there. And people know there was some currents, but then he actually started studying them and made this discovery. Yeah, here's where all the currents are in the ocean and now we can use better ways to route ships and do things so that it works well. You know, so it's kind of like God's giving answers in there. So there's all this 
meaningful, purposeful stuff. And it's like, in the words of Fast Times at Rit, learn it, know it, live it. <laughs> so That's our movie quote for the week. That's right. Okay. It's actually so. the no shoes, no shirts, no service, but <laughs> oh. anyway. So, yeah. So what are we saying here? We've are there gone other through, disciplines that we... Yeah, there's disciplines. And so we, we What can, are some other disciplines? Okay. So we've talked about... We haven't really talked about prayer. We haven't. I think prayer is a huge subject in terms of all the ways we can pray and what prayer is all about. That's probably deserves an entire okay. time by itself. But pray. And that can mean talking to God, listening to God, interceding, and we can kind of cover all those much more in depth. So I, I would <laughs> guess in the in the global understanding of disciplines, from what I've been reading and learning recently. Prayer is probably the number one discipline mm-hmm. uh, that Christians, or not just Christians, most world religions have some sort of prayer and spend yeah. a significant amount of time. I mean, just think of the Muslims who, is it six times a day? Five. Five times a day. Five, sir. Pray, uh, you know, stop and pray. Yeah. And uh, that's a s- significant discipline in their life, you know. Right. So I think prayer... I would say prayer is probably where I know the least about how Mm -hmm. to make that a discipline in my life. Um, Okay, so this is a challenge to us this week. So how do we become masters of our time as opposed to our time and rules and things mastering us? So I guess that's what discipline really is, is we are mastering our life. Mm-hmm. Ooh, there's a thought, right? So real discipline is not about us having to do stuff. It's about us having mastery over our time, our life, or time treasures, talents, as people like to say. Mm-hmm. So it's that we have mastered them. We've ruled and subdued it. We have ruled and subdued. Our time. Our time. Our energy. Uh, and this is where I find rhythm such a poetic way of saying yeah. that because I recently also discovered that 24 hours is not a good rhythm for me. For the things that I like to have in my life, physically, mm-hmm. uh, creatively, spiritually, I I need about a 72-hour cycle mm-hmm. to get things done the that fits me. And so, and I, and I have the luxury right now of having a lot of time, you know, my work schedule is flexible to some extent. It's not full time and it's not eight to five. It's, you know, there's some evening and weekend things. My, um, I don't have anybody in the house except you. I don't have a pet. I don't have kids. I don't, and I, and I have purposefully mastered some of that, my schedule. I don't have a lot of social engagements right now on purpose because it, I'm learning about this new season mm-hmm. of, of, um, later in life. What do I want my time to look like? Yeah. You know, like I know a couple of people, somebody said to me this week, um, she's a young person. She's not even close to retiring, but she said, I can't even imagine what I'm going to do when I retire. How, how are you going to fill up your time? And, <laughs> and I thought I, I can understand that the looseness of not having a job, or not having a work, you know, school. That's the timer. I got to take my pie. The pie in. is in the oven. Yeah. Um, but that's what I mean. Like, I'm in a stage of life right now where I do get to 
have a yeah. 72 hour cycle instead of a 24 hour cycle. But maybe even if I had an eight to five job, maybe a 72 hour cycle is more realistic as far as getting in exercise and getting in, um, you know, an hour or so to talk to the Lord or time with you and relationship development with you and, you know, church and all those things. So, all right. Um, that, that's my, my point is. I, and I'm going to stop here and let Dan finish it out because I got to go take care of what's going on in the kitchen. I can hit the pause button. I, no, no, it's just okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Cause I'm about done. That, that's my point here is don't feel like you have to do everything every day. Yeah. Let yourself, let your body, let your, your mind and your spirit kind of help you. What does, what is a good rhythm for you? Mm-hmm. What does feel natural and doable and how how do you how are you going to master your time like you were just talking about master your schedule to make right. it work for you? Uh-huh. I'll be back. Go ahead. Okay, so I'm going to compare like you mentioned that uh, person who talked about retirement not knowing what to do with the time, and I think the reality is if we don't have a plan for time, what will happen is the other people, other things will compete for our time, and if we don't really make a choice, they will tend to determine our time usage. And I think that's where we get to the, where disciplines or rhythm is actually bringing us freedom to what we're doing. So really ultimately rhythm is about bringing freedom, having control over our lives and not allowing other things to control us. Mm -hmm. Because I think otherwise life happens. And life happens at you. And if all you do is respond or even react to life, it will dominate you. Mm -hmm. And I think part of uh, discipline, rhythm, and those things is saying, okay, I'm going to put in some structure so that things do not encroach or push into the things I have. Maybe they'll push, but I will keep them from taking over the things that are important to me and dominating my life. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's really what we want to encourage you to is say, don't feel like, oh, I got to go do all these things now. Dan Becky said, got to have a quiet time. Yeah, well, you have to have a quiet time. It has to be in the morning. It has to be from this time. And yeah, yeah, because I'd have people tell me it has to be in the morning and you have to do it first thing. And it's like, oh, come on, do what works for you. Do what feels part of your life and spend the time with God, spend the time in his word that brings the encouragement to you and do what feels appropriate at the time. I mean, don't, in don't try word. to read 20 chapters every and day. It, and, and you know what? It, quiet time does not have to be in time in the word for Dan. Nope. That's his, that's his but it MO. May be more or less. For me, it's not. So spending yeah. time in the word is not good for my quiet time to be quite mm-hmm. honest because it gets my mind working and I got to think about, oh, what is this verse really saying? So that and might then be I a separate some... activity then at some point. Right. For me, a yeah. personal time, which is the point of quiet time, for me, a personal time is that quiet, that mm-hmm. listening and trusting that God's voice is talking to me. And that I know the Bible well enough to pretty much know if he's talking to me, I know what that sounds like. Yeah. So. All right. Well, anyway, so I, I just want to clarify. Okay. Time in the word works for Dan. That for him, a quiet, that, that God well, is. Well, that isn't necessarily what I'd call a quiet. That's That would be a part of a quiet time. Well, but, I'm yeah, just but clarifying anyway. that because you kept saying. Right. Find your quiet time. Spend time in the word. 
And not always is quiet time spending. They time may not the be Lord. the same time. So or whatever. It's maybe your quiet Figured time out. is listening to podcast. That could be. <laughs> the voice of the sure Lord you only listen to Grace this. World podcast. That's right. You only need to listen to Grace World approved podcasts. <laughs> no, be you know, trust yourself, yeah. guys. Trust yourself that you know what you need to be able to connect to God and enjoy the enjoy the freedom, the permission to say, I get to carve out whatever that time is, whatever that activity is, whatever that meditation is. Because God's waiting I too. I get and he to, wants to spend have time. that, that, um, I, I get to do that. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a big kid now. I get to make my own choice about how I want to spend I my do it. time. I do it. I do it. Yes. All right. Well, we, we want to encourage you that. Hey, let us know what you guys do or what you like to do. Let us know if this encourages you and feel free to write us at podcast at grace.world. Check out our various other accoutrements at the various social media platforms at True Grace World. And you can also just go to Grace World, grace.world, and subscribe, see what we got going on in there. Once in a while, we even throw in some extra articles infrequently. Mm-hmm. So we'll try to be more disciplined at that. Oh, we will? <laughs> we being you? Yes, okay. the royal we. We <laughs> are we not amused. <laughs> hey, I hope you get to pick some apples, find a pumpkin, enjoy the beautiful October. October pretty much is the perfect month. So I hope you get to find some time to enjoy it. Maybe go look at fall leaves or make some apple cider or do something nice for yourself. Do something nice because God is there with yep. you. And he wants to hang out with you. We love you, and we hope that you have a great week. Bye, everybody. Bye.